You're listening to Portfolio Builders, a wealth cap holdings podcast about long-term wealth building and financial independence. Here are your hosts, Chris Evans and Taylor Welch. So um, we can just kind of jump right into it. And as people join us, they can ask um, whatever questions they might have. And uh, I just wanted to have an opportunity to have some people that are maybe they've been in our group, they're watching for a little while, not sure um, if they, you know, if they should invest in real estate. Um, Maybe they don't really know what they're doing or exactly what the process is like. So why don't you just share with us, like, um, what is your, what's your professional background, first of all? Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I've been, I'm in, I'm in WealthCap. Uh, I'm in, uh, the, the TNF elite crew. And, and now I have two properties that we bought that I bought back to back or like concurrently, um, just for everyone to kind of have that, that context. Um, but so I'm getting very much into investing. I'm like the least qualified person on the planet to be doing investing of any type. So that's what's kept me from doing it for so long, but I've wanted to, I think everyone wants to, I think everyone wants to like have that aspect and truly build that net worth and whatnot. But it's like, dude, a course isn't going to do it. A guru mentor isn't going to do it. It's just like, there's too many things that can fall through the cracks from my perspective that sure. it was like, I know it's going to be a nightmare if I'm not able to dedicate time. In fact, I've my uh, a partner in a previous business was doing the same thing, but like finding houses, finding contractors, flipping the houses and doing all that. Mm-hmm. And man, he's just, it was such a bummer story. Like it was like a year of, of, of fighting that battle on his own. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I don't want that in my life. Like I, I, I consistently, focus on my true north and anything that distracts me from that, I just have to say no. So I've been saying no for years until this whole thing kind of came around and then it came very quickly. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, but just really an incredible experience. Um, but to, to answer the question professionally, I've got, um, I'm a founder of a, uh, a, a prod, a SAS called drop funnels. So it helps people market their business online okay, sales funnels, but we use it on WordPress. Um, for speed and all that kind of stuff. And then we have a coaching program helping direct sellers to sell more stuff online. So we do a lot in the marketing space. Um, and, you know, a couple small side gigs and, or projects and things to, to, to launch and whatnot. But um, this has been something that has really opened my eyes to, to new possibilities and stuff. So I think it's like, you don't, you're not qualified to be able to do it. You become qualified through doing it. Okay. A little bit. Right That's on. Kind of how I feel like, you know. Gotcha. So before these are your first two investments that yes. we just that we just went through. Have you how many other pieces of real estate have you purchased? Like have you bought a ton of primary residences or you know, maybe just a couple transactions? Yeah. So I have um obviously I've bought like my own houses. So I've 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 owned two houses before. Um, okay. So, I mean, so far, but they're primary, primary residences. So I own my own house now. Um, and it's funny, uh, we should tell people about our backstory too. And, and oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Connection. It's pretty funny. But anyway, so I've got that and then I have like a, a lake cabin type of thing, but nothing in terms of investing. Okay. Um, actually I'm really, I've always really been excited about, uh, like the mini storage business model. Okay. Session proof. 
And, uh, and I've, I figured all that kind of stuff out. It's just a matter of launching it. And then this thing came forward and was like, man, this is such a cool, such a cool thing. So, but I think that that's really going to help to fuel doing further investments in, in um, maybe the vacationing space, but also like non-tenant based with like self-storage or mobile self-storage, which I think is just an, an insane cash cow uh, business yeah. model. Absolutely. Uh, we've got a couple people that have joined us. So hi, Eli and Tim. If you guys have any questions for Jordan or for me, be sure to put those in the comments so we can get to them. Uh, but like Jordan mentioned, he and I actually have kind of a odd connection backstory. Um, I way before I was in the real estate business, I was actually in the retail business. And uh, Jordan and his wife used to shop in my retail store in Branson, Missouri, like 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, actually it, and it gets, it gets even weird. Like my foray into learning sales, I was a sham wow salesman right outside <laughs> of, of your store. And like we had met 10 years ago, I'm sure, because I was right outside. I was like one of the sham wow with like the thing and the towel and the Coke and all that. And, yeah. uh, and you had Devo's, you know, uh, oil store there. And I could have swore that we've met or whatever. And then we just connected those dots somehow, but super bizarre. Yeah. Super. Bizarre. Yeah. I'm sure that we did. I was a redhead then. Um, so I looked, <laughs> I looked totally different, <laughs> but Jordan yeah. and I got on a call. It was, it wasn't that long ago. It was maybe, maybe a month ago. Um, we'd exchanged some messages and, you had expressed some interest in wanting to invest in real estate. Uh, and I remember like one of your first messages to me, a text message was basically like, I don't know that I have the time to do this. And I hear that hesitation from a lot of people. They're concerned that like investing in real estate is going to take up a ton of time and it can depending on how you go about it. Um, so why don't you share like, what was your, what was your experience about that? You know, did totally. that, turn out to be true or yeah so i mean i'm 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 pretty good at, at making cash it's like one skill set but then managing and i live really frugally so i don't i don't like need a lot to live so what i mean comparatively to like maybe the you know the, the bro marketers out there right um and so <laughs> but i didn't have anywhere to put it so it's like i was having I, I would have like literally stacks of cash inside a safe at my house, but also in like, you know, all kind of, so I do some like stocks and, and that kind of thing, just cause I don't want to, I don't really want to bog my mental real estate down with, with decision-making and tenants and all those types of things. And so actually I saw Eli had, had bought his first house and was just raving about it. And I was like, hang on, maybe there is something to this. And then I reached out to you. I was like, you know, here's here, I'd love to do it, but I'm, I'm really, and, and I'm, I've been ready for years to do it, but, um, I just, I don't want it to, to burn my life, you know, and my, and my mm -hmm. freedom and, and all that kind of stuff. And like, I'm not even kidding. If anyone jumps on a call with Debo, which is what I call her, I think only I'm allowed to call you that, by the way, but you and my dad. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> so I, I called, I called Debo and uh, after one conversation, I was just so confident that you guys are the exact right team to help literally anyone of any skill set of any perspective or time zone or whatever or background it is irrelevant that i'm right now 100% convinced you guys are the best in the world um 
at just making the process so easy. I mean, it was, I, I posted a, a joke. I was like, man, it's just too stupid. It Taylor makes it too dang easy to give you guys money is the problem. Like it's so you guys make it so easy to give you money, but then every time I do, like I make more money back. So I think that that's been part of the, the thing too, is being in CK, then elite. And then I've got stuff in wealth cap. And then, then it came to the, the, the portfolio perspective. And it was like so much trust had been earned through mm-hmm. that, that it was like, I didn't have any objections. I was just like, what does it mean? Like, how much work do I have to do? And you're like, oh yeah, you don't do any of that. I'm like, okay, let's go. And within a week, you get, you found me two properties next door to each other. You found me the, I mean, I've got some connections, but none of them were licensed in, in Missouri and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So you, you found me warranty and insurance and financing and all that. And they, you know, you guys placed the tenant and like, I've done nothing but sign some papers. That's it. And sent and sent to wire. Other than that, it's like, if you can do those things physically, you can own real estate now, you know, with, with you guys behind it. And I have such faith in you and Lance and, and the whole team. So uh, we've got one question. What do I need to know to get a house if I'm hundred percent ignorant and just starting out? So that was me a month ago. Like literally <laughs> I was probably more ignorant because I wasn't even actively looking. I wasn't trying to find because I knew from other people who have been doing it or whatever, it becomes a full-time job to manage that, manage tenants, manage issues and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. you could do like the renter's warehouse thing, but even that has issues, it's in your margins and whatnot. And I was like, there's not enough payoff to that for it to eat any of my time. It just isn't. It has to be a hundred percent passive for me. Gotcha. Um, and so I'll, I'll just, I want to, I want to be the whipping, the whipping boy on the whipping post, so to speak of, of people recognizing that even in my case, I did my due diligence, right. And you want to, you want to do that, but mm-hmm. I am the least qualified person to be doing this. And you, and that's the beauty is you don't have to be qualified. You just have to have like the, the willingness and be like, yeah, this is something I want to do. And that's the only decision you have to make really because the risk is so dang low. I mean, it's, it literally makes less sense not to do it. Like not buying a house with everything that's in place makes less financial sense. You're losing money by not doing this if it's something that you want to be doing, right? Totally. Yeah. So would you, do you think that like, is this going to take up my time? Was that your biggest, was that your biggest concern going in? Gotcha. Well, and I, I would be concerned about, I mean, especially with right now, I'm concerned about, and maybe it can happen, like people not paying rent, mm-hmm. things going down or like nightmare tenants. But again, I think that that came back to the, just the trust factor that you guys kind of instill and make sure that is very, I just have so much faith and trust in your guys' processes and whatnot. Um, and you're very transparent about the, about the whole process. And even when things go, maybe not great. I know you guys switched management companies and it was like, you, you told us about that. And it was very, it's like, even if it was like, we get to learn with you through the whole thing, which is, Mm -hmm. I think really cool. Yeah, totally. Like, uh, with you and pretty much everybody that I talk to, I, I like to talk about what is the worst case scenario, you know? Um, because, if we're, if we're prepared for the worst possible outcome in any situation, then 
you know, we're going to be well, well prepared. If the deal makes sense under the worst possible circumstances, then it's still a good, a good deal to make, right? So we talked about what happens if somebody doesn't pay rent? What does that look like? Um, you know, what happens if the house burns down? That's what property insurance is for. Um, and, uh, and just like you said, we, we have transitioned management companies um, in one area. We, you know, we worked really hard to, to find a partner that would take on the whole area uh, where we're investing in Kansas City, because we're not like in the city center in a lot of the places where we're buying. So some of our properties in our portfolio, they might be 45 minutes or an hour apart, you know, so finding one management company that would service everybody um, and making the transition over to it. It's been a little bit of a, of a paperwork shuffle and making sure that all the tenants are taken care of. You know, we want to do that for you guys. This should be a passive investment. It shouldn't be a second job uh, for you guys. So now that um, we've closed, your deals are closed and your tenants are moved in, what, um, if you had to go back in time and like do anything differently, mm. what would you do differently? You know, and I mean, on, on that note, I think it's important to note that really my biggest concern is not about all the what ifs because a what if is going to happen, it's an inevitability. So mm -hmm. I want to hedge that by not necessarily like you want to have insurance because you can't buy it when you need it and right. all those things we we did that side i just want to know that you guys are going to be there if and when something goes wrong and i'm like what is like we had one unit that like the compressor on the fridge went out or something like that and mm -hmm. and like the fridge had to be replaced i still don't know what happened i don't even know where it's it's at right now it sounds kind of like ignorance but it's just like you guys just handle that stuff you guys just make make it so simple. And, um, and, it, and because of that, that's what made me and continues to make me like drop every spare dollar I have into either WC or, or into, in, into this now. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I just have that, you know, that level of trust, but, um, to do things differently. Um, I, I don't see any mistakes at all. Um, I only see moving forward now that I know what this is all about that I would, pr I would, as I mentioned, it's opened my eyes to other possibilities. And I'd, I'd love to be in maybe some like non-tenant based um, type of stuff, because when you're moving, when you move in the business circles and whatnot, like um, <clears throat> it's kind of the difference. I, I mentioned self-storage, for example, which is like a freaking booming industry. It's out of this world. Um, and the numbers are incredible there. I, I'd, I'd love if you guys you guys should just like buy those things and fix them up and sell them back to me and let's do this, but <laughs> I'll be good. Uh, okay. But, uh, but it, but it's like, if you're doing self storage for construction companies, you can charge a premium mm -hmm. three to five times more than you would a residential self storage, for example. So if you move, I'm curious to move in the future into commercial uh, based property. Um, anything that has to do more with like, dealing with business owners and whatnot, because they, I, I, I think worst case scenario is like, people can't pay their rent. I have way too much of a heart to ever kick anyone out, even if you, if, if you could. So I'd, I would not even put pressure on them to pay, you know, or whatever, because they're people, it's like their house. And I sure. care too much. I care sure. more about these people that I don't know. And I've never met and I may never meet. than I do my whatever X amount 
mortgage per month, right? And that's a like that's a natural concern to have. I think that's one of the questions that comes up a lot is what if tenants don't pay rent? Um, and there's there's a lot of ways to hedge for that on the front end um, with the the screening of the tenants, making sure that they you know they do have um, they have good employment uh, that they're going to be able to to pay their rent. And then if they do get into any kind of financial distress, no matter what's going on, like things happen in people's lives. They lose jobs, like family members get sick. This this is a thing that occurs in in human beings. Um, just having, you know, having a, t- a contingency plan in place and being willing to work with people. Most tenants want to pay rent. You know, I used to own a property management company years ago. I, I managed a lot of single family homes and I n- never had to evict anybody uh, in, in my business. That's like the absolute worst last resort. Most people they want to stay in their houses so you can make arrangements with them if they've come into any kind of a situation where maybe they're in financial distress, <clears throat> reduce the rent for, for a little while and let them make it up on the back end. Or if they mm-hmm. choose to renew or extend their lease, um, then you can prorate it over, you know, over a period of months. And uh, that works really well for most people um, it, in my experience. And with everything that's been going on the last couple of months, um, we've not had any of our investors have not missed their rent payments from their tenants. Nobody has missed their rent payments. So that's, you know, that shows us that we're, we've partnered with the right people as far as our property managers, making sure we've really vetted them um, and nailed down the process of vetting tenants before we place them. Uh, because most people who are investing in multifamily real estate right now or um, in like D minus F markets, they're getting hammered um, unless, you know, unless they're maybe in a section eight type situation. Uh, but a lot of people who, you know, who invest, especially the multifamily, um, which was the big cool thing to do a few years ago, like all of the, the media about real estate investing for a long time was multifamily, multifamily, multifamily. And what we've seen in the last couple of months is that people uh, in those, in those situations are the ones who actually have not been collecting their, their mm. rent, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, and that, that was like, that is one thing. Cause like in, in our particular case, in our area of Kansas city, where my two properties are at, I like saying they're my properties because it's, you know, they are, cool. they're cool. your, yeah. your name is on the deed. <laughs> that's, that's my, that's my house. That's cool. I've never seen it. I don't know if I'll ever see it. Maybe I'll take a road trip or something down there. Um, but, and that's cool too. It's like, we're, it's true passive investing in that sense that it's like, and you can kind of be detached from it, but it still works. Right. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's cool. But, um, you know, I, I would hope that anyone who is like just brand new to this stuff and, has never done any of this before. And in fact, I've had multiple friends who have heard about me doing it and they're like, man, I'd love to do that, but I just don't think I'm there. I'm like, dude, I hope they all watch this interview, all watch this video to know that there, there's, there is no better way to do it than, than through this method. Because even, you know, even in Kansas city in that area there, you would think I know about Kansas city. There's some rough areas there, right? Mm -hmm. But you guys are vetting it. In fact, I asked the, um, the insurance guy who was, 
was like, so what about this part of town? Like, what do you think about it? He's like, actually, it's a really nice area of town. He's like, and I'm going to drive. He drove by and looked at the place. And he's like, it, it's fantastic. It's a great spot. So you guys aren't just buying like dumpster dive properties mm-hmm. or whatever in like, you know, DNF neighborhoods, right? You're, you're right. finding good spots and finding good people and partnering with that. And so that level of experience is what I feel like I'm investing in, mm-hmm. not so much the house, because I mean, anyone can go out and just like go, go buy a house. And I mean, you could be buying a, a money pit, like classic Tom Hanks style, right? For and sure. Yakov, do you know Yakov was in that in that movie in the Money Pit? For real? Yeah, he was, he was the he was the real estate agent. Yakov oh my Shemino. gosh! Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's a Branson joke. <laughs> so, but Crazy. anyway, and obviously like, like over thirty joke too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrible. But it's like that's what I feel like I'm investing in in every time that I'm taking a step like this. Is like I'm I know that you guys care deeply about your reputation. And about vetting these people well and um, and backing it up, right? I mean, we've seen right. some other investment companies really go down and have some really n- nasty negative effects mm-hmm. on that. And I'm like, man, I'm so glad. I'm so glad I'm over here to be on the right side of history, you know? Okay, so we've got a question. Um, somebody wants to know, okay, you've invested in the fund and in properties do you have basically he wants to know do you have any kind of um like targets or a ratio that you're trying to hit or um like do you have an income goal in mind i know some other guys that are uh, just closed on a house yesterday their goal is to get to 20k a month passive from real estate do you have have you made any goals yet or are you just winging? yeah i i i think i've just um i don't have any like uh, projections. My goal is that I want to live off the interest of the interest of my investments. Okay. I think it was like a Warren Buffett quote or something like that, but I was like, that's a really good goal. I want to live off the interest of the interest. Meaning that if, if I could be earning say 10 or 20 K from the interest of the interest of these properties, then it's like, you're set for life. You'll never, ever need to worry or think again. Right. Um, so for me, I honestly, I care I would rather have my time and my mental real estate to focus on business, to to work on just cash generation and spending my time thinking about, so I would take less in terms of returns if it meant that it's handled. And that's why I love this approach that it's managed, it's taken care of and it's vetted. Um, So I can just worry on my zone of genius. of just focusing on business. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I have, um, I guess a fairly large stake into, into wealth cap. And I've actually, I did one full round and then I reinvested that. Cause I think it's a great, very, very, very safe, zero risk vehicle to park your cash. Um, so I suggest that to people as well. If you've got six figures or, you know, more to, to, to drop without it affecting you or whatever. Um, but yeah, for, for me, I don't, I don't know how many more residential spots I do. We'll see how this one goes. In fact, I was talking to Lance, the, the other day and he's like and you've said it too like once you get that first rent check i think eli said it too he's like mm-hmm. once you get the first rent check then it becomes real so it's so new it hasn't hit me yet right um, gotcha so maybe when that happens it'll change my mind but for probably for the future my guess would be more commercial or self-storage real estate okay um let's go over the numbers just really quick of the the two houses that you that you picked up we sold them as a package deal 
and the uh, the total purchase price was one hundred and eighty seven thousand for the two houses. Um, do you remember what was your total cash due at closing? What were your your down payment amounts? Yeah, so I did, um, and actually we had a. I don't know if we want to talk about it or not, but the um, the appraisal came back a little bit lower on the purchase price. So I was expecting a two hundred k buy, right? And I was I was prepared for that. So I did. Um, 2K in earnest money. So it's like a thousand per property. And then it was about 36 or 37K cash to close. Okay. But again, for me, it's like when I, when I invest in things, I'm literally spending the money. So I, for me, it was in an opportunity fund. That's like, you just dump cash in there. You've already spent it when it's in that fund. And then when you give it away, it's like, okay, it's just doing what it needs to be doing. So it's not painful at all to invest that. Um, and yeah, the the appraisal did come in low on one of the houses. And we're all about total transparency here. You know, sometimes that happens. Um, there were two houses right next door to each other. One of them, the contract price was 105. And the appraisal came back right at 105. The house next door, uh, the contract price was, what was it, 90, 95? 90, something like that. I thought it was 95. Yeah. Something like that. And it came it came back lower. Um, so we adjusted the price because a, a lender is not going to give you more money than a house appraises for, right? So uh, we did adjust the the total price down on on that home, um, which it lowered, you know, the the down payment, the cash that you had to bring to closing. So rather than it being a, about a 200k purchase, it ended up being 187, um, but that didn't affect the amount of the rent that we were advertising, right? Yeah. Yeah. So your return actually went up in that case, even though the appraisal came back lower. It worked out for for me, for sure. So I was not. (laughs) It did. Taylor's the only one that got burned in that one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Tay. (laughs) uh, Sorry. So the rent for one of the houses is 915. And then the other one was 1100 or 1130. So your total rents every month are a little over 2000 a month uh, for about a 36K cash investment, which is a pretty sweet deal. So you're going to have your capital back in what, like 18 months? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and again, it's, um, I have, I'm in wealth cap as well. So like if there's any ad- adjustments or anything that like that would be covered for Mm-hmm. however many months someone happened to not pay. So the, the investment is hedged too. So it's, it's even the profit is, is pretty good right around like 45%. I think it is. You probably know better, but yeah, it's pretty sick. Um, and with having the two, the two houses, you've actually hedged yourself as well, because if one, if one tenant were not able to make rent or say the property was vacant, the, it would pay for itself from the other would, would pay for itself. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you've kind of got the deal of the century there. Um, oh, Corey is counting down the days till he gets his first rent check. He's pretty close. Um, Eli says the first rent check is sick. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> yeah. I was going to race Eli to the most houses. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> well, you guys are, um, you guys are pretty close. Although we've got I've got a couple other people that are hot on your heels too. Yeah. Eli's, he's a better business guy than I am. So he'll, he'll, I got, I got, I'll be on his heels for a while. Okay. (laughs) 
I um I don't see too many I don't see any other questions for you that we that we haven't answered. Um, is there like any any burning desires on your heart that you want to share with the audience? Yeah, I you know I think the the only and again the the only thing in maybe something for you to address there because it was like the the only weird thing was like the rent amounts that were set like uh -huh. how those are determined. Cause like sure. if it were me setting it, I'd be like, I wouldn't do nine fifteen. I would just do a solid thousand bucks. Right. And I wouldn't do 11, gotcha. whatever. It'd be like 1200 bucks. It's just like round up. So it might be something worth addressing. The, so how that comes to be is uh, sometimes we charge pet rent or the property manager charges pet rent. So in not, not every property manager does that. Not every market is that the norm? Uh, but there are some markets where, say, the rent rate is eight ninety five or nine ninety five, and then they have a pet or two. That pet may be charged twenty bucks a month for rent, which is how you can kind of get some of those odd odd numbers. Um, so that's actually the the four legged family member who's putting you at kind of some of those odd numbers. But it, you know, it really helps with the return. Um, so, and then there's always a non-refundable pet deposit with pretty much every property manager. We encourage everybody to accept pets. Um, almost everybody has a dog. In my experience, having had a property management company, people are going to bring their pets anyway. So you may as well get the deposit um, and mm -hmm. have the transparency up front. Like, hey, I'm bringing my dog. Because uh, people, if they have a dog, they're bringing it. <laughs> When they move in, and they're going to just the, hide it. Like I did the same thing when I was renting. <laughs> see, yeah. you just told on yourself. A lot oh, of people have done it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, oh, I Eli, think, Eli says he loves you. Oh, I love you too. Eli. Oh, yeah, that's I cute. think the, the big thing, and I don't, maybe we should talk off to the, off to the side so that none of these people can, can catch up to me. But I'll tell you this, I would, I'd love for WealthCap to di dive into some of these commercial things and, I've done a lot of the due diligence in that in that regard, but I think the returns could be as good, if not if if not even better, without the uh, you know without tenants and more like the self storage or commercial space. So if you guys dive into that, that's exciting. And then the other thing I talked to, to Lance about, this is really selfish, but I want to get like a, a like a beachfront property and rent it out in the summer because it's beautiful here in the summer, right? And right. then in the winter, go down and snowbird. And just have sure. them pay for pay for itself. So, even higher value beachfront, you know, maybe half mill properties or something like that. I think would be mm -hmm. kind of a. So those are two of my bucket list uh, bucket list items as well. Right on. Yeah, we can we can absolutely talk about that um, more offline. I worked in primarily a second home vacation market for a long, long time, and there are some benefits to it. Um, and there are some things to definitely watch out for. Especially during that, this time, yeah. Yeah. Vacation rentals are a lot riskier than single family, like long-term rentals. Um, they can have amazing returns. You just have to really know what the risks are going into it. Hedge for it, just like you've done with having, having yourself diversified in the fund, in the single families. And then as long as you're hedged going into um, some other investments, then you know, you should have nothing to fear. Just be really aware of, of what you're, what you're getting into before you jump yeah. in. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I think that anyone, if anyone's like watching it and they're on the fence, they're thinking about it. It's like, I, I hope that it's a, 
just massive encouragement to you that like you couldn't be at a better you couldn't be at a better time right now especially or with a better team or to be putting your dollars in the hands of people who are going to steward it far probably far better than you would so it's like you're i mean i just want to encourage anyone to dive into it if you've got you know 20% or whatever you got some cash you want to put into something that's safe and is going to be just incredible value stack to your to your own asset and you know protecting to to protect your true wealth right that's what wealth cap is about that's kind of kind of how i see that visual of wealth cap mm-hmm. i want my wealth i want to cap like i want to protect that right so yeah i think it's a great team the the only problem is like i promise you if you get on a call with devin you will be buying a house like the next week i bought two so yeah <laughs> and there it's, you go. It's very good it's at selling houses so but yeah, actually don't buy any because maybe me and Eli and Taylor can just keep them all. That's fine. Right on. Uh, yeah, Sam Sam Shia did say earlier, stop taking all the houses. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so you've got a few haters in there. Yeah. Um, what up, Sam? Well, we've uh, I've taken up 30 minutes of your day. I appreciate your time so much. Thank you for for jumping on and um, you know letting me grill you and having some people chime in and ask questions. Anybody who's watching this later, if you have questions for Jordan and you want to type them in the comments, um, I'm sure I'm volunteering you yeah, to <laughs> to answer their questions. Um, yeah. Or if you have any questions for me, just let me know. So everybody, I hope you have a great day. Thanks again so much, Jordan. And we'll. Um, I'll sell you another house soon. I hope so. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Discover how you can start building wealth with real estate, even without experience, in our free book, Why Real Estate and How to Get Started, by visiting wealthcapholdings.com slash book. That's wealthcapholdings.com slash book.